This is the podcast where we take okay, sorta good movies and turn them into okay, sorta better movies. Uh, coming to you from Edmonton, Alberta, uh, my name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg B.A. Beaver. B.A. <laughs> Brackets <laughs> Beaver. Uh, joining us on the show today, we have uh, Sally Poles and Jeff Sampsnow from the Edmonton Media Co. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming uh, on, guys. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, and the movie we are going to be talking about tonight is... Well, if you can find them, the A-Team. You can hire them, you can find them. Uh, this is the, the 2010... Then find them again. Yeah. <laughs> then hire them at a reduced rate. <laughs> and get a referral for your neighbor. For 10%, 10% off your next uh, soldier of your, fortune. Yeah, your next mercenary needs. Yeah. Uh, this is the 2010, I guess, a big screen uh, adaptation of the 1980s TV show. Uh, it starred uh, Liam Neeson, Bradley Cooper, uh, Chartel Copley, and Quentin Rampage Jackson as, well, he was Mr. T's uh, character, B.A. Baracus. Uh, it was written by uh, Joe Carnahan and Brian Bloom and Skip Woods. Uh, directed by Joe Carnahan, whose previous credits include such classics like Narc and Smoke and Aces. Uh, the movie cost $110 million to make, and uh, the box office was only $172 million. So oh, it made money, but obviously not enough. If you're wondering, like, how come we've never seen any sequels for this movie? This seems it's like a probably franchise. Probably the advertising budget dwarfed that by several million dollars. Probably. Probably. Uh, before, oh, another little interesting tidbit. Uh, this was filmed all in Canada, some of which at CFB Cold Lake. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was, it was filmed all in Canada. Huh. Where, the, in the where the heck did they scenes. film that? Yeah. Where was that? Drum yeah, yeah, actually it says, IMDb says, oh, in and around Canada. You know what's funny? The, when we were watching it, uh, Aaron... <laughs> asked me, she's like, are they filming in Drumheller? Maybe they were. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, before we get into people's thoughts of the movie, uh, well, let's, let's try to change things up. Let's try to describe the plot of this movie. So, who wants, who wants to take a stab of, of kind of describing, like, what what exactly this movie is about? Because it kind of, so it's kind of, they're kind of, the so the A-team is, is this kind of, like, elite army unit? It's kind of, sort of... Well, they aren't at the beginning. No. They're... They're, Where are they? They're, they're like they're a, un, they're like a unit of two, I guess. <laughs> so, so they're buddies. Two yeah. becoming four. So Liam Neeson and Faceman Cooper are uh, they're trying to do something. They're, they're trying to capture. They're, they're trying to capture a Mexican, I think. Yeah, a war, like a warlord. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. And he's a Mexican general, which I think is is Hollywood for a bad guy. Yes, <laughs> or Russian. Or yeah. North Korean. <laughs> I think this sort of rambling, I think they're doing maybe, that's basically the plot. Yeah. It's like, I think they're doing this thing. That's actually what it says in the screenplay. But and then you guys go do a thing yeah. in Mexico and then we're over here. Yeah. And you do yeah. another thing and explosions. And they, they somehow kind of like serendipitously recruit uh, B. 
B.A. Baracus, who pities fools. Very conveniently uh, recruit B.A. Baracus. He was in Mexico trying to find his, his van. Yeah, then, I was not clear about why. He, was it like, did it need a special part that was only available in Mexico? I don't know. I, I think someone had stolen it, I think is sort of... And the, he tracked them all the way to Mexico? I, yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he's a badass with a bad attitude. <laughs> bad hair. And he went down to Mexico to get his, yeah. his BA van back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets carjacked. By Liam Neeson. By Liam Neeson. And okay, then, we gotta we gotta broaden our strokes here because we're gonna be describing every single scene of the movie. <laughs> then I'll tell you what Liam Neeson was so wearing. Anyway, so these these these, these four random dudes come together. They they end up forming this kind of elite army unit. Is it like eight years later? They're actually serving in Iraq, or they're as the Iraq U.S. Iraq mission is winding down. Yeah, they get framed for a robbery of a U.S. money printing press. Correct. Yes, and then uh, sent to jail. For a crime they didn't commit. For a crime they did not commit. Let's be clear about that. And then they're broken out. (laughs) They gotta clear their names. Basically, yeah. Actually, what Jeff just said. So, yeah. So, basically, follows their adventure of them trying to escape from prison and try to clear their names and find out who really stole this printing press that prints U.S. monies. And in the end, they solve the case by playing a boxcar game of Find the Lady. Yes. (laughs) I'd have kept the plates, too, if it wasn't for you kids. (laughs) So let's let's uh, so let's kind of go around the room and kind of get a sense of, of you know what what are what are some thoughts some initial initial thoughts of the movie. So Greg, we'll start with you. What's your initial thought of this movie? Well, first, uh, the one the one thing that really I actually like this movie quite a bit. What? <laughs> You're off the podcast. The podcast is over. <laughs> it's it's fun. Like it's a like how can you not you know have a movie that has a tank flying in it. <laughs> And then not say that's an incredible movie. <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of pretty good uh, action sequences in this. The 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 movie's really well cast. I think everyone was was quite good at it. Even um, oh, what's his name Rampage Jackson, yeah. who a lot of people so, don't seem to like, but I thought he was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was good. I uh, he was every bit as good as Mr. T, as far as I can tell. Uh, I actually watched the original pilot to eighteen. Oh, did you really? In preparation for this podcast. And yeah, they're they're comparable <laughs> actors as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly good. Uh, and I thought uh, uh, I thought the the climax of the film was kind of really inventive and, and exciting. So uh, overall, thumbs up from me. But uh, I think where the movie sort of struggles is in the second act. Uh, there's a fairly boring uh, scene that takes place at like a train stop that uh, I was sort of not entirely clear why they were there and I I remember saying this earlier today that I had actually watched the movie on Sunday and by Monday could not remember most of the second act because it was so boring <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and I, I didn't I didn't think there was it was really necessary to have an origin tale to start off this movie like the the basically the first like 10 minutes of this is just basically like uh, an 18 pilot yeah they're all kind them of getting together each other. yeah and and then they go on to Afghanistan and then they like they, they, when they get to Afghanistan they've been together for 8 years and then they you know they uh, get caught up in a scheme and then they're and then the team is broken apart again so you have to watch them become the a-team twice yeah 
which really isn't necessary. It's a little, it gets a little bloated. If you wanted, if you just started the movie off with them being buddies and stuff like that, that would have been fine. Yeah, I don't think it really kind of established the A team right from the get go. Yeah, uh, there's very few arcs in this movie. And by few, do you mean none? Yeah, like every <laughs> yes. Well, no, not true because they're, they're eight. well, I don't know what no. he learns except that uh, you know bombings are painful. I don't know. It's like, the the only one that has like a, a true arc where he's a different person at the end of the film than he is at the beginning is B. A. Baracus, and his arc is I learned how to murder again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got some ideas on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Oh, and uh, I didn't like Jessica Biel's character. Kind of felt like she might have lifted right out. Lieutenant Plot? Yeah. Plot right. driver? Is that actually, is that actually her name? <laughs> no. But I mean, she's just sort of there she's... when things need to be moved along or yeah, explained. Yeah. She, had, I, she had a very... She, like, she literally shows up for no reason at all except to, like, tell the audience that face man Cooper yeah. had, like, a girlfriend at some point. Yeah, yeah. But, but she also tells him, hey, don't get involved in this top secret operation that you don't know anything about, but your boss is actually going to be told by someone else I'm absolutely not connected to. So it's almost kind of like, is she involved in this kind of this whole scheme and setup? It's, yeah, she's all of a sudden shows up saying, hey. We're broken up, remember? <laughs> don't get involved in a stupid operation that you're going to want to do. Yeah. So don't. I'm out of here. And yeah, that's all sort of, the scene. There's yeah. all sort of pretense that she doesn't really want to be there talking to him, but also yeah. she kind of didn't really have much reason to be there other than to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> and that was their meet cute, I guess. <laughs> Can I ask a question? I have yes. a question for you guys. Because sure. I'm not a fan of the action genre, generally. Like, blockbuster stuff are just not my bag. Okay. The love story with the two of them in A-Team, who's that for? Like, is that meant that's, so that when you a, take your that's girlfriend... A, that's a good Hollywood question. I think that's... that's I think as, as we've been doing this podcast, that keeps coming up. It's kind of like, what is that... Because you do see a lot of romantic elements in a lot of these movies. Yeah. Who is that for? Is that for is that for the female who's being dragged by by the boyfriend uh, husband? The female who's on the podcast is being forced to watch. Yeah, exactly. The movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like that's a that's a good question. I just because it was a terrible romantic, yeah. it was just awful. I'm like, well, this is supposed to be for ladies. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not sure that it. I think it's for dudes. Really? I think, I think they want to think I, about Jessica Biel. Well, I think it's because maybe it's because. Um, you know, Hollywood thinks that guys need to be satisfied that they got the they got the woman in the end, right? Oh, they like, got the prize. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like usually, <laughs> that's what the woman ends up being is like a trophy. Yeah, it's like yeah. a video game, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but but fair question, uh, Sally. What are what are your initial thoughts of the movie? Um. Well, like I said, I'm not a fan of the genre, so it was sort of interesting to watch it from the perspective of somebody who really has no interest in movies like that. Okay. I like feelings movies and like. Yes. Mm. There's feelings. There's pity. <laughs> there's yeah. pity and there's uh, there's fools. There's, fools. <laughs> there's plans coming together. There's plans. There's friendship. Um, <laughs> yeah. It just. It was interesting to watch though from the perspective of someone who doesn't like that genre because I kept asking Jeff the whole time. 
why do men like these movies? <laughs> or like, who are ladies who like these movies? But like, when guys are like, I like a movie like this. I like going to see these movies. What yeah. is it? Because what guys always say is it's action. They like the action. They like things blowing up. Yeah. But if that's the case, why don't you just watch a reel of things blowing up? <laughs> Uh, full disclosure, I've watched real things blowing up. Was it better yeah, or worse? You're than assuming we haven't I done that. It. That's the next podcast. <laughs> I have some notes that just on explosion reels. <laughs> because Plane like, crash reels. <laughs> that's the thing I don't understand about blockbusters. And is it that you envision yourselves as the hero? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is? I think so, yeah. If you look at like a lot of um, different action movies... You'll notice that like the the main characters are often sort of very boilerplate, so that um, you know the the you can project yourself into them. Like uh, Indiana Jones, for example. Like you know he's like there, there's characteristics to him, but he's very easy to sort of like project yourself into. You know, you just got to put the hat on, and he becomes Indiana Jones. Okay, so <laughs> then for this movie, I felt very sad at parts of it after Jeff had sort of mentioned that this might be a thing I felt very sad that men are limited to this aspirational view of themselves that they're not evolving as people they're just like blowing things up basically it made me sad blowing things up in flying tanks yeah which don't get me wrong was awesome yeah and like Charles O'Coughley is awesome in this movie yeah but overall I was just like this is very sad I feel bad <laughs> that guys don't have like better like a more interesting view of masculinity because it's like is that what you think you're supposed to be that doesn't seem very fair you're supposed to be somebody who's going to shoot everybody and that's not that's not fair you shouldn't be held to that standard see I'm a buzzkill that's why I don't like these movies <laughs> <laughs> no fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> no, and it's, it's, yeah it's, and it's like yeah it does those type of movies it always kind of raises that you know those sort of questions. I think this movie is kind of tame in that aspect, though, because I it's think, well intentioned. Yeah, like I think if if you if you look at like action movies as a spectrum, you can have like this one's actually I dare say almost like it's a lot more kind of family friendly than a lot of movies in that genre because there's there's really not that much swearing. There is no nudity to speak of, like other than I don't think there's any nudity at all. Like no. it's 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 not like it's not like there's you know like the eighties movies where there's copious bloods and guts and, and boobs, boobs and, and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, there's way more stuff for guys in old movies. Yeah, like you watch any action movie from the eighties. Yeah, it was just like it was very much it was like it's guys' night out, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This one was kind of yeah. It just had that. It was just kind of like you know that over the top kind of action. So which I think which I also think I think also attracts you know some people as well. It's kind of like okay. Flying a tank. That's kind that of That cool. was awesome. Yeah. Like, there's no way around that, or when the van drives through the wall, when all the... They're, like, oh, yeah, exactly. When, yeah. Uh, Charles is the song, and cheers when the van goes yeah. through the wall. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Otherwise, I like the movie. I just hate Liam Neeson doing an English... Or an uh, American accent. American accent, yeah. I find it so distracting. <laughs> What's wrong with your talking? <laughs> Jeff, well, what are your thoughts on the movie? I thought we were going to hear a little <laughs> of Sally's Liam Neeson <laughs> American accent. No? Maybe later. <laughs> After the Maybe break. later. After the break. <clears throat> um, Wait till the coffee kicks in. I think it was just muddled. Just it's a cup. I feel like it's two or three different scripts jammed together. Yeah. Uh, under the A team like brand. Okay. Because if it's the A team, they are not soldiers of fortune helping people while also clearing their name. Yeah. Which was the A team. So it's sort of like. You optioned the rights to a thing, and then you just had this kind of like Mission Impossible esque military yeah, script. It was kind of, it was You're great, like, it, was very it works. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, when they get framed and have to clear their name and stuff, that's there from the genesis of the A Team. 
Yeah. I'm an 18 purist, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's not canon. Yeah, it's, it's not quite canon for A-Team. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it's more of the origin movie and they were hoping, because they don't have a real ending, that they were hoping, I guess, to yeah, they clearly, go into that in the next movie where they'll help somebody. They clearly tee it up for a sequel. Like, yeah. And, you know, and, and the movie ends with the classic... Uh, intro lines from the, the yeah. TV series, so yeah. like it's almost it's almost like that was like the the cold open, <laughs> the yeah. very long cold open for an eventual A team movie, a real yeah. A team movie. Yeah, and I, and I just think like the storyline itself, it's not really explained. Like they're they're stopping these people from stealing like the money plates, um, I guess just because they're Iraqis or people of Middle Eastern descent, and that's bad. And then when there's a double cross, it's never really explained what the people who double cross them would do yeah. with the plates yeah, you, and you, the money. They, they, these are my notes as well. Right? <laughs> it was very much like, why, it was kind of like, what is everyone's motivation here? It's like you're, it's never really explained what, why anyone is doing anything at any given point. But yeah, I have to say the same kind of thought. It's kind of like, okay, so why is this bad? Why do they want this mission so much? Like, oh, I'm going to go stop the guys who want the money plates. No, I want that. I want that. I don't want to hand it over to these narc or like paid uh, assassin Black Forest cake types or whatever they were called. Yeah, Black Forest Black cake. Forest. Black They're cake. the bad guys. Yeah. Black Forest cake. <laughs> the bad guys. That's all I could think of too. <laughs> like, hmm, cake. So yeah. Um, my view. So I'm actually going to go go uh, uh, a little bit different than uh, um, than kind of like I, I do kind of agree. Jeb is a little kind of a little bit muddled, um, but I actually I kind of feel as though. And maybe this kind of plays into Greg's point about. Um, I actually think it actually could have been a little bit. I actually could have been more fun. It actually could have been a little bit over the top. Um, so I think. So I think there's 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 a uh, a good but kind of flawed movie that in parts is, you have like the flying tank, you have the car busting through the, the like the, <laughs> the, the the hospital. Um, but I think I think that if you if you let Charlotte. He actually gave uh, Charlotte Copley his screen time and didn't do those quick edits. You can actually kind of just get a sense of the humor he's bringing to the movie. And I actually thought, like, uh, Quentin Rampage Jackins, his character arc from bad guy, like, badass mother blah 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 beeper to like Buddhist. Buddhist monk back to. Oh, that's because he was reading a book. Yeah, because he was reading a book. <laughs> That's how they said yeah, that. See, yeah, see, literally. That is. He was yeah. reading a book. A book and he it says something, I don't know what it says. Peaceful, yeah. like, <laughs> be at peace with yourself I or guess something. I'm Buddhist now. Yeah. But, like, but yeah, like, I, I was actually kind of uncomfortable with that because like, my expectation of him, or, like, is he not supposed to be, well, that's Jeff the 18 purist, is he not supposed to be kind of, like, the strong man of the group? Like, he's supposed to be, like, the... Like, the He's the I muscle. Watched, I, wa- yeah. I watched the intro of the TV show, and it shows him breaking down a door with his bare hands. <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, and then when they go to, like, the whole, what should have been the start of the movie, like, forget the Mexico, like, yeah. how they met thing, like, when they're in, like, the last yeah. days of Iraq, yeah, he's, like, fixing a motorcycle or yeah. something, like, he's doing all the tough guy stuff, Yeah, and, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, so he's supposed to be the muscle, because the other, I mean, I guess in this version, Liam Neeson is kind of the muscle. I thought Bradley Cooper is the muscle. No, I think he's supposed like, to be, like, the con man. Yeah, oh, okay. he's the con man. Oh, he's supposed like B.A. Brock is just supposed to be the the, yeah. the tough guy, but he spends most of the movie asleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah which is a thing that they jammed in because in the TV show he didn't like to fly. Yeah, and yet oh, in the really? movie okay. they're army rangers and he's like a parachuter who then actually, like to who fly. then has to like in the Mexico 
thing has to like have something happen that scares him from flying. Yeah. So it's like again, I you kinda, have this stuff you're trying to jam into I like, like the that, he, that we got to see like where his fear of flying comes from. That was, that was cool with that. But then Actually, he's those... rappelling down like a sky rise later. It's like why is that not <laughs> yeah, scary? That's true. You're like going straight yeah. down a skyscraper. <laughs> Isn't he running down the skyscraper? Like basically. <laughs> yeah. And it's like why is that not scary? He's afraid of flying, Jeff. He's not afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't understand how we can fly. What is the magic of flight? He has, he has a safety harness. He's safe. It's yeah, just what he does. you're right. He has a safety harness. No, there's no safety harness in a in a jet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Bye-bye. so so as far as like where the movie goes wrong, then is so like um, well, actually we'll go back around the WLA. So Jeff, for you, is it, is it kind of just that that muddledness, or is there like a point in the movie where you're kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Well, I think, yeah, I think that it's kind of a couple, it feels like a couple of different storylines kind of jammed together. And then, like you were saying, it could be more over the top because I think, I mean, that was definitely like the TV show's cartoonish in that way. And there were aspects of that in the movie, like where they're flying a tank. Yeah. (laughs) Like by shooting. By shooting shooting the can. Shooting the can. Like propel itself left, right, and up. Which leads to one of the greatest lines in in all movies. They're trying to fly that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, like, and then, yeah, Chartel Copley, like, there's a lot of fun aspects to it, and even Bradley Cooper. Um, but then they keep going, like, oh no, but this is a gritty yeah. military redemption movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just kind of the mixed tone. Pick a movie, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't really feel like the tone really shifted too much. I just thought there were too many villains. Yeah, there were a lot of villains. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. How many at least there is to be like three, five. Well, we don't count Mexico because we're not really sure what they're doing there, as Greg pointed out, <laughs> yeah. or, or who the I what the goal is. I didn't ever feel like the movie got like too dark or anything like that. Actually, it almost like the, there's places where it could have gotten darker and it would actually help the film. Like for instance, if B. A. Baracus was going to have like a, a change to being uh, a pacifist. Like, shouldn't he have, in that whole Iraq scene, like, maybe um, kill the guy by accident or, or or hurt an innocent person or something like that somehow yeah. so that... That makes him want to, like, Yeah, that made him that. want mm. to change. Yeah. And then he can learn how to murder again. Cause <laughs> yeah, but again, I think there's just that stuff. It feels like kind of jammed in there or mixed. And I don't mean that it's super dark or gritty, but I feel like... From what the A team was remembering it as a kid, mm-hmm. it's like the gritty version of the A team because it's got like that dark sort of filter on it. And well, yeah, even I think even when you when you're talking about like the bad guys are bad guys because they're stealing a they're stealing printing plates, which I'm sure 99 percent of the public has ever seen or yeah. even know they existed, <laughs> uh, and a printing press. So it's like, so it's yeah they're trying to they're yep. trying they're like they're trying to root. The bad guys in this kind of like this could potentially happen. There's a printing press, American Money printing press. And someone's going to steal it, and that could be really bad for everyone because they could make money. <laughs> and yeah. you don't have to think about why. Yeah, just, just <laughs> stop them. Yeah, just blow something up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fair. Yeah. Wait, are we not sure what people would do with with money? Well, it's it's never really ex- explained, kind of like so. Why is it? What are their goals? What yeah. are their nefarious? What yeah. nefarious thing oh, will they do? Why, why, why do these six super want more than they players. just want to be rich motherfuckers? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Because yeah, they never even say that, right? Like no, in some don't. movies, when that happens, the bad guy's like, "Cause I want to be rich, or I want to yeah. destroy the world, or fund terrorism, or something yeah. along those lines." Like also, I, I'm sorry to mean to drift. No, no. As an aside, with the plates, so hypothetical, the plates from the mint or whatever get stolen. Someone has to retrieve them. 
Instead of that, if the risk is that Greg is a supervillain and he's going to print billions of dollars with these plates, <laughs> <laughs> that's officially more character development than it was in any villain in the movie. There Why was a beard. Just spend less money and change the currency and get a new plate made, so that he can go print his out of date currency, right? Because if if the Fear is that you're going to collapse the economy by printing American money. Why don't we just phone the White House and say we need to change? Add a zero. Add a zero to the dollar. Or the serial numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And the money's no good. Yeah, like there's no shortage of other ways to handle the problem. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that that ties into like the motivation factors. Like, why? Why is it? Why is anyone doing anything in the movie? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a good point. It's like like they're you know governments do these anti you know counterfeit measures like on an ongoing basis. So I'm sure even if they had those plates, it's not like I'm sure the Americans are making the same money they've been making for a hundred years with whatever their first president was. I like I don't know Beethoven something. Yeah, I can't. the dog president, <laughs> president Beethoven, <laughs> King George. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, no, and then exactly. just like the villains are not clear. I mean, when they were like, oh, they're. Iraqis or whoever are getting it out like that one is clear but then it's like the double crossing comes from yeah. like Black Forest Cake and the CIA and Major Dad um, oh yeah that's yeah. where the guy was from yeah, yeah. Major, Major, Dad. Dad. Oh, Major Dad I Come didn't on. recognize him somehow. Joe McCraney oh <laughs> some respect God respect Come on. Um, his other like villain a, uh, was Brian Bloom who was a, a teen idol when I was young he really? was a soap actor really it's odd that he also wrote this movie yeah anyway yeah. huh Interesting. His character, the Pike character, like he was not—he was not really working with um, Patrick Wilson, right? The CIA. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't working. No, with him he's, he's and like, Major I'm Dad, man. like double crossed the CIA guy. Oh, I did not get that. Yeah. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> See that we're learning about this movie while talking about it later it speaks to how confusing the movie and then like like, Jessica Biel comes back and now she she doesn't trust the A-team she thinks that they were in on it yeah Mm -hmm. even though they're in jail now and is like pursuing all of everybody the A-team and all the bad guys Um, but yet it seems like no one has given her any authority to do this within the army like they the Henry Cherney like tells her to go but then like she'll show up places and they're like no you can't do that or She's got like these lackeys with her that are yeah, not doing she's, like, anything. Yeah, over the world too, like getting get getting that van, yeah. follow that plane. I don't know if the mili- the military had like a CIA type unit. I don't think that it does. I yeah. mean, there's JAG, but I don't think that's like. <laughs> I wish JAG was in the movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> from the makers of Eighteen, <laughs> and then like JAG the movie when they when, JAG, and then like you were saying, Colin, like she says to Bradley Cooper, like don't go on this mission. But is it like is she putting that thought in his head? Yeah, that's but what then. While they're on the base, she's trying to find them, that would have been I think, to stop them. Yeah. And yet, for like the rest of the day or the next few days, she can't seem to find them on the base. Yeah. Even though they're there, building all the things that they're going to build. Yeah, where are the, they doing all of that? On the base, but she but, can't find them. But that's what I mean. The bases aren't that big. They're pretty, they're... Also, all the things they were doing would make a lot of noise. And I don't know if that's just like all the people around them are supposed to be like they're all inferior like intellect. Like These guys are so smart. I don't know. <laughs> they are pretty smart. They come up with a lot do of good plans. They have a lot of passports. That's true. And they do make curry in a lot of weird places. Where you probably would toast points? Curry. That toast. was great. Yeah? Yeah, I enjoyed that. You can make toast points. <laughs> yeah, it made me hungry for curry and toast points. Uh, Sally, for you, where, where, did, where did the movie go wrong, go wrong for you? Um, there were too many villains, and 
Liam Neeson's accent. The accent is so distracting. I, he just wasn't a good choice. I don't. No. Think, I don't. I don't like Liam. Like he, Liam Neeson, British, fine. I've yeah. ever, is he? He's British, right? He's Irish. 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 Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. he's fine. But he just sounds so stilted when he is being American. Stop looking at me. Are you going to do it? No, I'm not, because I'm going to start laughing. <laughs> he sounds like a speak and spell. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it that, for me, right away, I was just like, ugh. But then also... So you're, like, gritting your teeth the entire movie? Just, yeah, anytime, anytime he was in it, it was like, oh, man, it's I, you just remembered you were watching a movie. Also, what did he do to the dogs at the start to make them whimper? Oh, he didn't see. He actually, he actually cuffed them together. But yeah. why would that make them whimper? Oh, I don't know. They're, yeah, they're sad that they can't bite him. <laughs> why do you think that they whimpered, Sally? <laughs> I think he put his finger in their butts because that's what you do to a dog when it's attacking you. Oh, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. Really? Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to post a link to that to the, to the Facebook page. <laughs> what to do when a dog's attacking? Yeah, you. if a dog is attacking you or your dog, you're supposed to put your finger up its butt. <laughs> Like, I'm sure, like, nicely, but... <laughs> well, it would distract you. You don't... <laughs> I don't imagine that would, like it. That would kind of be, like, the off button for most aggressors. <laughs> this would have been a much shorter movie if you'd just done that like, to all the villains. You should teach a self-defense class. <laughs> now remove the pants. Take your index finger. Where's the cut of the A-team where, like, B.A. puts his finger up Brian Bloom's butt? <laughs> Not so tough, are you now? Uh, oh, man. You'll be happy to know you don't have cancer. <laughs> but, like, I don't think there's anything bad about the movie. Like, it had problems. It was enjoyable. I would I would not want to watch it again. I don't know if I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it was just, like, no character development, that terrible accent, and then too many villains. Too many villains. Pick one. Ah, we can take it's all. the Spider-Man 3 problem. 45 villains. Yeah, way too many villains. Well, Pray Sally, I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> and one of them is liking this movie. I've seen it three times. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> the other one is how he gets aggressive dogs to stand out. <laughs> I think I already went over like what my beasts were with the film. I did want to mention, though, that um, I like Patrick Wilson in this movie a lot, even though it takes him half the movie to get going. Yeah. But once he gets like... I'm, like, full-on crazy villain. It's awesome. Yeah, they make him, like, kind of gleeful, right? And it's, yeah, really, yeah. it's, it's like kind of a fun villain. Fun. Yeah, he's... Uh, it, that's the scene in the car with the with Agent I Can't Use a Gun, who who's fumbling with it, and, and Pike is like, don't let, don't let this guy kill me, please. Yeah. So, like, that whole scene sequence is really great, and uh, the movie really comes alive, I think, at that point. Yeah, I almost kind of feel like, like you kind of... Wish you'd seen that a little bit earlier on as well. Like it take it takes I, a, yes. it takes a while for for you to kind of start he, he's start to a, like him as one of the forty five villains in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's pretty generic yeah. to start with, and and um, yeah, it's what his goals are again, as we mentioned before, are not particularly clear. Yeah, yeah. He it starts he starts to get interesting. There's a scene in like the hotel or something where he's wearing a robe, and he's like. I gotta get dressed. It's hotter. I'm I'm sweating like a whore in church or something yeah. like that. And it was, that was like the moment that he became interesting. Before that, I <laughs> yeah, he was, he was just like okay, he's just some double crosser. Yeah, like dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, fair enough. Okay. Well, how about this? We'll uh, we will take a break. We will, and when we come back after the break, we're gonna see if we can get Let Sally to do her Liam Neeson impression. <laughs> we're also gonna talk about what we would do to make this a much better movie. Except for Greg, who already loves the movie already. <laughs> 
He was just you get the down. next segment off. <laughs> I, I'm going to turn it from an A to an A plus. An A plus team. <laughs> Welcome back to I Have Some Notes. Uh, so we've kind of talked about uh, what uh, we didn't like the movie, or in Greg's case, we loved about the movie. Uh, so now we're going to talk about <laughs> most. Of, so, so some of us, some of us, will talk about what we would do to turn this into a better movie. Uh, so let's actually we'll start. Uh, we'll start off with Jeff. Jeff, what would you do to make this movie? Put on your director producer hat. You can do whatever you want without having to rewrite the script from scratch. I have like you would, you would more do. notes of the things I don't like, but <laughs> I guess I can just do those on another podcast. Sure. Uh, I think I would, um, we talked about this, make it more fun, okay. like the actual A-team, um, and be a little bit of over the top. Like, yeah, when they're in the car, there's Patrick Wilson, the CAA the, the guy. Like, he's like, was not I'm gonna... enough over the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the best scene in the movie. Like, are they trying to shoot the other drone down? No. They're trying to fly that tank. <laughs> She says like, it so matter-of-factly as, yes. like, as if she's like, here we go again. Yeah, all these guys <laughs> flying tanks. I don't know what I ever saw in that guy. <laughs> like, I think that's the, that's the movie that it should have been, was kind of like a little bit fun, a little bit over the top. Um, you know, have, just have the characters have more fun together. And maybe you start it, you know, when they're in Iraq. Maybe they're not the team yet. If you want to do the origin story, because that's what Hollywood does with absolutely everything every time they reboot something, yeah. uh, have them somehow get framed together or lumped in together, and they become the team through the movie. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, they are, you know, let's go and do stuff together because we work well together. Yeah. So I think that's what I would do. I'd make it more fun, those kind of fun moments where they have, you know, great, you know, hilarious exchanges, or they've got crazy plans and how they're going to, like, pull a guy out of a armored car on a door and stuff I mean that's that's the movie that I think I would make are they going to stage an elaborate uh, climax in a shipping container boat yeah with cranes and fireworks and exactly metal I think heads and stuff get rid of like the weird dark military overtones of like the military's doesn't love you and we're going to double cross the government and you can have that but I think just have more fun with it yeah and I think that would have probably hit the the 18 purists uh, they would have liked it but i think it would have been more fun i think um and i haven't seen any of the transformers but i suspect that they're not as fun as say the cartoon would have been or you know it wouldn't have been as light and it's just like i think that's what hollywood's doing with these movies trying to make them really militaristic kind of like there's a moral and there's all that. and sometimes i think you just gotta fly a tank <laughs> I'm going I'm to embroider that on a pillow <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just need to spread your tanks and fly <laughs> uh, so, I, so uh, while you're mentioning that uh, if, if you do not actually want to watch the whole movie you can actually go and google A-Team Tank Flying where it looks like they have, a, they have just a that scene and that's would probably uh, you probably you're, you'd be all uh, you'd, you're, you're all caught up you're well, all done right there and like Sally talked about it earlier like Charlotte copy like in that scene and other scenes like he's just like 
right into like the Howlin' Mad Murdoch, right? He's just having a crazy time shooting so scenery. There is a story I can't. I think it was on Cracked, and I tried to look for it, but I couldn't find it. But apparently, he was a big fan of A Team when he was growing up. I knew that, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so when he got, he was even like he was a straight up offered the role. Like, hey, do you want to be Murdoch? He was like, absolutely. <laughs> like it was like his dream job, <laughs> which I think is kind of awesome that you know he's you know he's made he's made District Nine. He's a, he's already like a, a big deal. But that's not his, like, his, that's not, you know, that he gets to be Murdoch in an 18 <laughs> movie is kind of like, no, I'm the happiest man in the world, which is kind of awesome. It's just like, you get this, like, weird role, so, uh, yeah, no, exactly, I think you're right, like, having something more along those lines just to kind of jack, jack up the fun. Sally, what would you do to make this movie a better movie? I would cut out the part with Mexico entirely. Would I, you, like, like, just chop it right out? Chop it right out. And I would start with them as a team, because I don't really think it's relevant. First off, why are you, if you're going to spend all this time explaining how it happened, why are you rebooting an existing property? Yes, right? They're the A-team. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And, like, granted, I don't think when we're talking about A-team purists, I don't see this as, like, I don't think there's an A-team fanboys division. I don't think that's a huge demo. I don't think so demo. either, yeah. It's, but, just, it's just me. It's not a lot of fan service but, to pay to. <laughs> they get it all out in the first little bit. Like, the guy hates, you know, like, the flying and the... Yeah. And, and, and pity in the van. <laughs> and well, that's it. And, and then he says fool a bunch. <laughs> yeah, like, the caricatures are... It's not like they're super complex characters. It's like... There's the boss. There's the boss. There's the handsome guy. Yeah. There's I pity the fool. And there's the crazy guy. Crazy like pilot. how much? Yeah. Well, the, and even to that point, the like classic Hollywood archetype, <laughs> the I pity the fool guy. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that goes back to like the Greek storytelling days. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's way back. I pity is the fooliest. It, wasn't that Charlie Chaplin the I pity the fool guy? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The sounder. <laughs> <laughs> See like a mustache just like <laughs> shaving into pity <laughs> and then in the no, back just, of his head. Just, just in those in those title cards that would come up with like, I pity thee fool. <laughs> fool I pity thee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a piano version of the 18 theme. <laughs> but like to, to Sally's point, like, yeah, if you don't, I don't think you have to do the origin. And then it's like even that in the movie that they put like the on-screen like credit like of who the characters are it's like yeah that was just embarrassing again it's like an established franchise no one's walking into the a-team movie like what's this gonna be about <laughs> who are these folks <laughs> well they'll know they'll know it's about a team together? perhaps an eight <laughs> um so yeah so cut off the get rid of the mexico part yep. i would pick a villain pick one villain one yeah i actually said to jeff while we were watching it i wonder if you could just take the movie and re-edit it to make I it think better you could. I don't it's know. It's actually, though, it's almost two hours long. So if you wanted to make, okay, let's make this like a 90, 90 minute cut and dry movie. Yeah. Well, and we watched the extended version. Oh my God. Which was like two, two, and a, two hours and two 20 minutes or something. Or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. So what was in the extra 20 minutes? I think probably, it was all Mexico probably, stuff, actually. I think, I think it was a lot to start. Yeah, there's like an extra, it felt like an extra long the Mexi- scene in the, the van. The Mexico scene, right, it, like uh, the Mexico scene itself right now is about 20 minutes. I was like oh, okay. 40, I think. In maybe. The oh, really? Okay. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it just felt really long. it was... I don't know. It's, I've, I've seen the movie three times, but I didn't like when I watched the extended cut. I didn't notice anything different. <laughs> I think when Bradley Cooper like goes into the tanning room at the prison that he's you know conned his way into getting, the original face man is there in the extended version. Yep. And they make a joke about protecting the face or something. Yeah. yeah. And then in the hospital, uh, the original Murdoch is like one of the doctors. Who is Lieutenant Barkley from Star Trek? 
I learned that. Really? <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, the original Murdoch was, he's, hmm. uh, Lieutenant Barkley is one of my favorite characters in Star Trek. Oh. So as soon as I saw him when I was watching the original pilot, I was like, holy shit! <laughs> But you're right. I think you're, if you edited and just made Patrick Wilson the bad guy, I wonder if you could just make it work. I think you either have to make it move way faster mm-hmm. uh, and be like, okay, this is a, ostensibly like a shallow movie as far as the characters are it concerned. Is, it, is. They're what? Just, yeah. it is at two hours or, and 15 minutes, too. Or you need to have higher stakes for the characters. Yeah. You need to go in and decide that there's more to it. That, Sally, the face man likes his face. <laughs> I don't know how much deeper you can get. <laughs> But like there needs, there's no the. Yeah, there's all sorts of great characterizations here. It's like stop slamming this clearly awesome movie. I'd like to think that he was like, I don't think my character would want crackers. I think he'd like toast boys. So I I kind of hope that that you're right, but it was something that like or rampage Quentin Quentin Jackson Quentin Rampage Jackson. Uh, fought for yeah. and was such was such like a diva on set which is why he hasn't been in a movie since <laughs> but everybody but just is... calls him Toast Points yeah exactly hey Toast Points <laughs> but you know I agree with Greg said earlier like the character in the movie is not very much like the Mr. T character but as like what he brings to it I think Greg said like, he's fine yeah. I don't think I don't get why everyone's hating on him compared to like they're all I think the four of them together it, hmm. Like Sally, like you're saying, like if you cut this movie down and it moves faster and you get them in their best scenes, the four of them together, I would want to see another movie. Totally. I thought that there was enough chemistry between them that it yeah. seemed to work for me. Charlotte yeah. Coffey was great. Uh, Bradley Cooper is Bradley Cooper. He can't really yeah. go wrong there. And uh, Sally's dead wrong about Liam Neeson. So. I love it when a plan comes together. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. <laughs> sounds i recently watched muppets most wanted and it sounds like you're doing the evil kermit <laughs> kermit the frog here what's he played by Liam Neeson? <laughs> possibly <laughs> possibly so so sally would do uh, do some you know trim it out trim it trim off the fat make yeah. it tighter yeah to me when you watch it it feels like because the guy that directed it, i believe also directed the gray Oh, I love the gray. Right, but ma- has made, like, if you look back at what he's done, and like you mentioned NARC, those are grittier movies, and I kind of yeah. feel like they were like, okay, man, here's your big studio break, you're going to make the A-team, and he's like, cool, I'm going to make it gritty, and they're like, yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, you're correct, yeah. So that he just, a lot of that stuff kind of just got shoehorned in there, so it doesn't really fit, so you kind of have to just yeah. cut out the chunks of it that don't really fit, which would be like, the Mexico thing does not fit. Yeah. No, I would agree. I so, agree. yeah. Greg? How do, you, how do you make a movie you love even more lovable? Do <laughs> you take it from like ninety nine <laughs> to one hundred? <laughs> well, like I said before, like, I, like and Sally touched on it as well. Is like I don't the the origin tale at the beginning is not necessary. So I think what I would do is like I would still have like an opening sequence so that we can get to know you know our heroes and and see them in a fun action scene and you you understand how good they are. Yeah, I'd agree. And then. Then you know that all can just take place in Afghanistan. They can have a fun Afghanistan romp, as fun as that could be. <laughs> that, I'd like to see that as the pull quote on a movie: a fun Afghanistan romp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you know the the second mission then becomes more poignant because that's where their friendship you know falls apart, right? Uh, I think like what I would do is I would take uh, Bradley Cooper. Uh, as Spaceman, and I would sort of, uh, he's kind of a natural, 
uh, fit to have tension with Hannibal mm -hmm. because he's cocky and he takes risks and stuff like that. Uh, and you can kind of play him as the guy who's not a team player. He's sort of like the outlier of the group. So when the mission, the second mission goes wrong, then uh, he, you know, Faceman blames Hannibal and, and believes that, you know, I could have seen that coming. You should have seen this coming kind of thing. And then the tension is ramped up further when Hannibal breaks Faceman out of prison uh, right before his parole. I don't know if you guys picked up yeah. on that. Is that, oh, that's really? what they were fighting yeah. about because he, he he was about to be on parole and then Hannibal like broke him out and made yeah. him a fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a super dick move. And I thought like that's that's really interesting that he did that and that creates a lot of natural tension. But they literally solved that within that scene. It's so unsatisfying. Yeah, I didn't even they pick didn't, up on that. Yeah, that they didn't happened. they didn't like, play that out further. Um, so this way, the like um, face man sort of becomes the crux of the film, in that you like he can be the guy who has to learn how to be a team player, and then he you follow his arc through the film. At the end, when he's the guy that that is the, the comes up with the plan, he comes up with the plan because he finally gets to like Hannibal. Hannibal's arc can be that you know he has to trust face man, right? He has to learn to let go a little bit. So then their you know their arcs come together right and Face Man is allowed to plan the last job and it all and it all works out you know and that's I think it's like very simple fixes I don't think this movie needs too much just needs a little bit of little bit of uh, plot dust a little bit of salt just yeah, a little, yeah. little, little salt and pepper just to, yeah. just to make it just a, a touch better uh, than it is yeah you know yeah I would I would kind of I would kind of say the same things as well like it's like it's it's very close to being like a very very fun summer action movie, um, and yeah, I think I think I think every I think I'm kind of I, I'm agree with pretty much everyone here about you know trimming it up a little bit. You know, again the the, Me the Mexico scene I don't think it's bad as long as it makes some sense. But again, you're you're you don't know a why are face and Hannibal there? B why is the guy a bad guy? C what is you know B A Baracus doing in Mexico? <laughs> D. Why is is Murdoch in a in a U.S. military hospital in Mexico? And how could how does he just they just take him like right and they just get a helicopter? Yeah. So and just even as you just keep going, like what you just explain getting more motivation. Okay, so why? So why? So other than telling, hey, don't take this mission. Telling you know Hannibal, don't take this mission to save these plates. Why does he then want it? Why does he hate these other guys? You know the, the Black Forest cake gang. <laughs> That's or, a good point because like Major Dad tells him not to take it. Yeah, and so I think and, and then he's like, and no, then I really want this. I really, I, I really want this that, Michion. That he is gonna like steal the plates, right? So yeah. he's trying to keep him out of it. Yeah, but you're right. He, they never say like, well, why does, why does the A team want it? Yeah, so bad. Exactly. Yeah, or even other yeah, than they're just like we're we're the we're, bad we're, we're, we're the we're bad do it the and best. we want to maintain our yeah, status. We're as we're the best asses. at the end of the war, sort mm -hmm. of sort of thing. But even yeah, even like why? So what's what's what is the point of of the bad guys? Like what is like what is actually what was he? Spoilers, but like what did, was he actually a CIA agent? Who Patrick like Wilson? Yeah, Patrick Wilson. Was, I he, think so. was he a CIA <clears throat> agent? Was just, yeah, oh, I yeah. think so. He was I mean, a rogue CIA guy. He gets guy. replaced by CIA agent Lynch. John Hamm. John Hamm. Yeah. Which I was like, when did this movie come out again? Like, why is John Hamm in this? 
Because I have a theory that John Hamm just hangs around the studio all day. He's like, anybody need an extra? I'm not doing anything. I can be in your movie. I got a couple hours. Before I got to get back to Mad Men. Yes. You, you got a scene? I don't need lines. I just really want to be something in something that's not Mad Men. Yeah. Maybe he's, he's just like sneaking so, from craft services. Yeah. Like, Are you in this movie? Absolutely. I am. Uh, Lynch. <laughs> I'm the bad guy's boss. <laughs> Afterwards, all the scriptwriters were like, that twist, but there's another lunch. That was good. That was really good. And everybody's like, yeah, nobody knows who came yeah, up with it. Was, I didn't think it was kind of interesting, like, the idea that, like, Lynch was just, like, this... Generic sort of name? Gr- yeah, this group. There's, like, this weird group in the CIA that just keep using the same name. Yeah. Sort yeah. of, like, a, a I front. Did, yeah. yeah. I, and again, I think, and we've all kind of hit upon it, like, there seems... Again, I come back to it. I think there's kind of, like, two or three storylines here. And if you just, like... Finesse, like Greg, you were saying, finesse this one yeah. about like how the plan goes wrong, and these two guys kind of gonna learn some stuff. Yeah. Or like Sally, like if you cut it down, you kind of get a sense of that anyway. Like I think there's just these things that if you took the best parts of all of them, I think you'd have a really kind of fun movie with a clear through line. But I think he is in the CIA because the CIA is taking him away. But then you don't yeah. know like if he's gonna be in trouble or not, or is he gonna start his own team? <laughs> and then I, I know what, this happened with the losers as well and then it's just like well we're not done yet but the movie is done and it's like that is not satisfying <laughs> so also I, an addendum to my what would I do different have an ending oh there you go <laughs> like either you know they're either they're free or they're not and they're like we're gonna break out again like they yeah. did something I yeah. don't know but it just when you're just like teeing up the next one ah. and you're like ah oh, guess what guys won't be a next one. <laughs> have, <laughs> have you guys? Have any of you guys seen the new Independence Day? Because no. that no. that movie tees up the sequel like no other. Oh wow! <laughs> That's always like a so risky blatant. move. Yeah, it tees up its own sequel. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, really? I mean, it's risky enough when they do it in television, but at least you can understand they may not know. Yeah. In television, but in a movie, it's like, like we're not. If now we're building universes, of course, in all the movie franchises, but yeah. like. Let's just pretend, guys, you're not going to get another one. Yeah. Maybe have an ending you want to tag <laughs> yeah. on to this. Although yeah. I feel like I read somewhere that this movie had like 11 writers. While there's only three oh. credited, oh, really? it was written during the writer's strike. Oh. I thought I read that on Deadline Hollywood. Oh, okay. Um, I, I feel like you can get that. Like there's, like you said, the director bringing, I think, a bit of that, that grittiness and the Scots, you know, produced it yeah right so i think you get a bit of that like it's got that dark filter on it and there's like oh there's a military kind of like oh we gotta clear our names they're a military court and there's like pouring rain at the funeral it's like that kind of stuff but then it's like yeah that was we're gonna fly a tank (laughs) we're gonna gonna... start an ambulance with uh with with, like a defibrillator (laughs) yeah yeah like any and that or basically anything with with charles o'copley is like well, that doesn't fit the gritty movie at all. <laughs> well, that's the missed opportunity in it to me, right? Yeah. Is that even when you were talking about like Face and Hannibal, it's a bro. It should be a bromance. Yeah, when well, you're describing that movie, I'm like, I would, I will pay to see this even movie. Even watching <laughs> um, B. A. and Murdoch together with the the curry and the toast points, where he's like, you make toast points, right? Yeah. That's like they're bros. It's a bromance. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're and friends. And that totally doesn't. That's the part that's charming, and it's like when you look at movies that were great action movies, like Lethal Weapon. That's the part that's in that that I don't. I the think relationships. It, yeah, it was in yeah. this, but it they, it didn't make the final cut because you can tell it was in it in some of the scenes with the actors. Yeah, 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 and all the actors seem like they're actually having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like everyone yeah, looks I, like they're actually having a. Like a I watched blast. the uh, the gag reel, and it looked like it was a really fun set to be on. So mm-hmm. yeah. 
For sure. Only Jessica Biel looked like she wasn't having fun. I think that's just her That's just her character. Yeah. It's like, it's my motivation again. Oh, you have to explain something for the audience. She has has resting CIA face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have to tell people that people are flying the tank. (laughs) We need you in this movie, so there's a woman. (laughs) A character that is a female. That isn't just getting banged by face. By Bradley Cooper, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, and I feel I, bad. I, I dare say this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah, are there even a, is there even a scene where there's two women together, let alone uh, speaking to one another? I think the only other woman no. in the whole movie is the one that he basically sexually assaults in the fucking press conference. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So there's yeah, he like when he's like when he's, he's pickpocketing like the press credentials. Yeah, and he just and grabs he just her and starts, starts kissing her. Fondling her. There's yeah. like the woman who's somehow connected this to the Mexico cla- thing. This is a classic Hollywood uh, cliche where goes in for the kiss and then she pulls back and slaps him and then keeps kissing him as yeah. if that would ever happen in real life. More likely you'd hear a rape whistle. <laughs> you'd get maced. <laughs> yeah. so, which is more believable, flying the tank or that <laughs> I actually have a... If I was going to do a reboot of A-Team... I would make a movie called The B-Team, and it would be ladies, but they wouldn't be worse. They'd be a million times crazier, and the A-Team of dudes would have to follow them around and try and clean up the insane messes that they <laughs> made. Sweet. <laughs> I would watch this movie. Yeah, it would be good, right? It would, would be awesome. That they just Bend kill your... everybody and blow everything up, and they're like, A-Team's like, you guys really got to take it down a notch. So, uh, so if uh, you... Rousey can be the, uh, the NBA <laughs> we'll, Rockets. We'll, get, we'll get this going on Kickstarter. <laughs> so we only need $170 million. <laughs> Because if we learned anything, it's all female remakes of 80s franchises. People love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, lots of pop, lots of publicity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lots, lots of publicity. Of, yeah, nobody know, doesn't know that Ghostbusters is happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm really disappointed there's not going to be another AT movie, though. I think it, there was so much to build on. There was, it was not a good movie, or not a great right. movie, but there's so many things there that you could go... You can see it, right? And you said that, Sally. You can see it. It's in there. And if you just did that next movie where you had, like, like Greg said, like a really clear arc. Yeah, you know, you know, you and you had more fun. Anything. It's like, and they had the relationships. Yeah, and maybe you had yeah. an actual female character. Who knows? Uh, that there would be like a. Re- I think it would be a really good movie. Maybe, maybe this podcast will generate this all this great groundswell of support for A Team, and then maybe there'll be another one. And then A Team Universe, of course. A-team, yeah. Where they all get the their trilogy. own movies. Yeah, exactly. The one off, the one off, like yeah. Oh, at last movie, the A Team Extended Universe. <laughs> yeah. A Team Origin. Where like you have like the Murdoch trilogy, and you have the Space yeah. Adventure, and then there's some sort of like Space Goblin. <laughs> Who's backed by the CAA? Yeah. <laughs> Two part 18. That's where it comes oh, together man. like 17 movies later. Yeah. Space, 18 Space Goblins. There's all these different A teams from different dimensions. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> uh, if we take a look at the. Uh, at, uh, so we got some remarks on the uh, I Have Some Milk oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Facebook page. Uh, Lisa writes in, I've been meaning to watch this. You've made my background noise choice for me for today. Thanks, pals. You're welcome, Lisa. Hope you enjoyed the movie. Um, uh, Matthew says, oh gosh, I might skip the rewatch on this one. And I just listened to you guys commiserate over it. I know it's a bad, it's a bad reboot, even if G.I. Joe got a second movie and this one didn't. Only one note, worst Mr. T ever. Considering there are only two Mr. T's. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point, I guess. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, and yeah, it's like. 
And also since the character's not Mr. T, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I think that's 100% true. I agree. Uh, that's like, you, you're terrible at being Mr. T. I am. I'm no Mr. T. <laughs> Uh, Corey says it certainly isn't a bad movie, and it's one wish there. I've been. Uh, I wish there had actually been a sequel. That I would pay to see it in a theater, for that matter. Uh, but yeah, so I think I think there's seems to be um, that seems to be the kind of common thought about this movie is that it's not great, but it but it's it gives it gives you enough that it makes you wish that a sequel where you just know everyone and you can just go bonkers would be something that people would want to watch. It's like right on the line. Like, Greg liking it is not, yeah. like, crazy. Like, it's right... It's close. It's I've, close to the line of being, have, like, a decent movie, like, a good a, movie. I have a question for you guys now. No, so, so and this kind of, like... Again, so this movie made... This, this movie is six years old. This came out in 2010. Is maybe one of the reasons that, that people are looking at this a little fondly is because so many of our... Of the... Like, the movies that come out now in this genre, like, of the big... The big dude movies, the blowing up, they're all very serious. They're all very dark... They're all they're, they all try to be these kind of dark gritty movies. Even like the Transformers movies, you haven't seen them. They're not fun. They're very sort of or even also serious. like that like Transformers and superhero I, movies. Transformers, GI Joe, yeah, and Ninja Turtles have all been like done worse than the A Team was, yeah. and we're like, you know what, that wasn't such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so see what else they've done. done. I wouldn't say that any of those movies are necessarily well, dour, but I think like in the case of the Transformer movies, like like the. Um, they're really violent in places, but there is like a a, a real attempt at comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just fails throughout the entire movie, thus making it like such a much more miserable experience. Right? Yeah. And the same goes for like a lot of these other things. I think it's 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 there. It's not it's not the tone uh, so much as the the that the movies fail on their own rights, yeah. right. So like right. in the case of something like Batman versus Superman, like again, like you can do that. Uh, gritty and dark if you want to but you like it, it's the, in the execution it's how you execute yeah. it that's going to make the difference and like they just, yeah. just I, I was even thinking like so we're, and all these things a lot of them came up from the 80s and Gem comes to mind as well and it's like maybe that people you know they attach the name but they miss what made it special what was the fun of that original franchise and like to just like that's really what you have to do and I think at, at the recording time Ghostbusters has not yet come out, yeah. but I suspect that even the differences there, they're going to harken back to the fact that it's like four kind of like people that end up coming together, kind of have a good like comedic interaction and somehow fight ghosts. Yeah. And that's really all you have to do to capture the original spirit again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you talk about these other ones that they miss that, the spirit. I think there's something that, that Hollywood needs to at least somewhat recognize is that when you're taking it's fine to take these old properties and make money off of them that I don't really have any problem with them doing that but when you're when you're developing a movie like you you have to come up with a reason for remaking the film other than let's make money because you need something for the audience to attach to because you know I'll give you a really good example of uh, of, of something that was rebooted that that was rebooted very well uh, Battlestar Galactica the, the TV or the sci-fi TV sh- uh, series on Sci-Fi Network not I know it's a sci-fi show <laughs> <laughs> are you familiar <laughs> familiar like with the, the genre of science fiction the 70s the 70s show was kind of like it was it had its like it had its dark areas as well but it like it's kind of a much goofier show as well and uh, the Battlestar Galactica reboot really 
they're you know took the idea of Battlestar and 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 they were like, well, what if it was what if it was darker and what if we also like used it to sort of like imagine how the military might work in space kind of thing and like it had like it had like some sort of reason for existing other than like i just want to make money off of it right so i actually don't mind like taking older pro you know old properties and be like well what if we took what if we took this spin on it what if we took that spin on it? and making them slightly different you know it, you still have to pay you know you still have to you know uh, reference your source material and, and 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 honor that source material. Otherwise, like why why is it called Ghostbusters at all or whatever? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I think it's it, like it, you need something for the audience to be like, I I want to see it because of this. You know, I just not like the, the audience. It's not going to be a memorable movie if it's just the exact same thing that they've seen before. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like a cover song. You know what I mean? A cover song isn't just someone playing to the exact backing track from exactly, the previous yeah. version of the song. Yeah, we've got to put a spin like, on it. Uh, right? um, uh, tr- uh, Trent Reznor's um, Hurt, Hurt, right? Yeah. Because like, like Johnny Cash's Hurt yeah. is very, very different. Yeah. And, it's, and it stands alone in its own right. But Yeah. It, you know. yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, what do we have on... Uh, what did we get feedback? Did we get on Twitter for this movie? Uh, Nathan says, more tank flying. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Agreed. Seconded. <laughs> He says, I've seen the movie. I know I have. I can't remember anything about it, which I, <laughs> I kind of, uh, I, I, I sympathize with that because I feel like that the, I forgot what the second act was all about <laughs> after, after one day. So, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? I've got some more on Facebook, I think. Um, Andrew on Facebook says, uh, step one, listen to the narrative that opened each episode of the original, uh, episodes, and step two, use that as a framework for the movie. So I think it's actually kind of what, uh, Jeff was sort of mentioning. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think you, if you do the origin, then okay, do an origin. Like, the 10, 20, whatever that Mexico scene was, I don't think that works as an origin. I think you do the whole movie as how they come yeah. together yeah. and become this team. Or... And I think Sally, you said it. Just jump in. They're the A team. They're we already the audience yeah, knows. We know. Yeah. Jump in, have that opening narrative off the top. And throughout the movie, yes, they may have to clear their name, but they'll also end up helping somebody. I mean, Iron Man three has a bit of that where he's mm-hmm. with the kid and he's yeah. helping. Like yeah. you can do two things at once. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Uh, Dean says uh, more about the flying tank. It, it had the flying tank scene. <laughs> it is the most. It is more deserving of my love than ninety percent of the other films. <laughs> and really, like Jessica Biel, they should have just handed her an Oscar. <laughs> off, like the, then when they yelled "cut," they're like, "Here's your Oscar." <laughs> that just for the delivery. Perfect. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it's funny because you were saying that Greg, you've seen it a couple of times, but you like for, it's forgettable a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Other than like when they're flying a tank, and then probably just thinking like, well, I know who the characters are, right? Because of the yeah. established franchise. I, you know, when the when the movies don't have like when a when there's no proper character arcs and stuff like that, then I, there's a lot less for I think the audience to to glom onto and remember. Yeah, so it's, like it's a pretty important part of the uh, part of filmmaking, obviously. So yeah. <laughs> if you don't have it, then you're not uh, you're not going to be able to uh, have a repeat audience, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And that's why this one is probably not getting a sequel. Damn shame. I mean, these Aww. like these reboots. I mean, they really they really do need to do something special in order to like continue. If they if like 
if a studio has this idea, it's like, oh, we're going to take A-Team and make it into a franchise or something like that. You know, it really needs to do something extra special to really, like, go over and above uh, what people's memories are of the original TV show or something like that. There's a lot of these reboots that are kind of okay. Like, um, uh, the... Damn it, I always forget the name. It's the Total Recall remake. That was actually an okay movie. Yep. It was it, like, it was wasn't a stand on its own. Like, it had some ridiculous physics, just like this movie did. But, <laughs> you know, it was like, there were some really good things about it. Uh, you know, but it's just like, it just wasn't enough. We could, we could do a whole other podcast on the physics of the AT. <laughs> we certainly like could. Little, little, I meant little, to look that up series. about the tank. I'd like to think that the entire reason this movie was rebooted that was that somebody's like, I wonder if you could fly a tank. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first out. scene that they wrote. Yeah, and they just reversed. It wasn't even an A team. That was just for a movie, and yeah. then they reverse engineered. Like, it's entirely possible that this movie was another script, and then they just turned it into an A team. That happens. I think yeah. that's what I think because I, I I get the whole like it's a military Mission Impossible, and they're like, well, you know who else had to clear their names? <laughs> <laughs> you know what we own the rights to. <laughs> Yeah, also, John yeah. Hamm is hanging around. <laughs> we probably... Have you seen his van? It's sweet. Yes. We can probably put that in the movie. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, Jeff, Sally, uh, thank you guys for coming tonight. Uh, anything you guys want to plug or uh, where can people find you? Uh, we want to plug our web series, The Underdogs of Comedy, which is at theunderdogsofcomedy.com. It is the very funny uh, stand-ups that perform Thursdays at The Underdog, under the Black Dog on White Avenue. And even if you don't watch our show, you should go to their show, which starts Thursdays at 8.30, hosted by Simon Gorsak and Brett McCrindle. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. Uh, you can find us, uh, you can uh, find this podcast on uh, iTunes, it's on Stitcher, it's on Google Play. Uh, you can comment, uh, let us know what you thought of the show, you can comment on Twitter and Facebook, search I Have Some Notes. The next movie we are doing is Prometheus. Prometheus. Is that the one Vin Diesel mortgages house to do? No, 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 no. no, no. no, okay. no, no, no. no Prometheus is the, the alien aliens prequel. The aliens ah. prequel in quotation yeah. marks. The alien alien prequel. prequel. Alien, sorry. Sorry. Guys, sorry. guys. Sorry. Which I kind of liked, so I'm going to have to listen oh, to that Oh, there one. you go. Well, you have to leave a comment. Uh, guys, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. It was a great day. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and everyone, uh, let us know what you think of Prometheus or this episode, and we will see you soon. Keep watching the sky! Da-da-da! da 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 da